Warning, we are about to spoil episodes 1 through 10 of the show Flash Forward. If you haven't seen the show and you plan on watching it, leave now and come back later. But if you have seen it, or you just don't care, then please stick around. I wish we could flash forward to the end of this series. Ayo! everybody and welcome to pain well pain and also cinema roulette your favorite podcast available now on all podcasting apps possibly youtube possibly youtube i hope it's there by this time future cameron Unless I edit this episode, then yes. the, the future Justin. But the, yes, but we don't know at this point. We it's we don't know we don't know at this point. We we haven't had glimpses of our future. Uh, so this show is an interesting one, and it's made us kind of realize, you know, we really need to stop listening to our past selves when it comes to stuff like this. Our past selves had no taste. Yeah, and I think those. that just goes without saying for anybody, because you know, your taste develop and over time and all that, but kind of mature and you really hone into what you love what you have a passion for but before that you know it's still wild and i guess you have to start somewhere and maybe those somewheres are american television which comes That's with really trying to replace law yes we will get to that though um anything else you want to say before the title drop i was trying to think of a clever way to say that they would have already seen it like <laughs> if they had a yeah Flash forward. <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish the sentence, but you didn't. So. Sorry, I didn't know if you were going to. Pa- I didn't know if you were pausing for comedic effect or if you just wanted me to say it. <laughs> I was, was trying to let you say it, but hey, it turned out funny, I guess. Yeah. Ah, that wonderful silence. <sighs> the only piece I ever get during these episodes. <laughs> so mean um (laughs) (laughs) but uh yes we are reviewing the um infamous i don't know infamous famous i don't even know if it's famous anymore pretty lesser known i must say um the tv show flash forward from abc productions um i'm I'm pretty sure no one cares because the dvd is out of print and it's free to stream on abc's website yep so the thing about Flash Forward is um, this was around the time me and my dad were watching like a lot of really new shows in the 09-10 television season. Because I remember around this time we watched Flash Forward. There was um, Caruso was another short-lived one that I, uh, we watched. Uh, there was a Knight Rider reboot. That was decent from my memory. But again, that's also around the same time we watched Flash Forward. And I thought that was decent. So I'll probably go back and be like, wow, this is god-awful. But um, <laughs> I mean, Flash Forward isn't terrible. It just it's severely hindered by what it's trying to be. Now, it's not good for these first 10. <laughs> it's really not. And the thing about Flash Forward is ABC's popularity was kind of dwindling at the moment because at the time, ABC was known for two really big shows. Uh, Lost was one, and the other one was Heroes, I'm pretty sure. That was also huge at the time. But I think Heroes at the time was either at its like second to last or last season. It was just starting to go off the air, and Lost had just ended. And there was this really weird period of time in ABC's history where they were just trying to find, quote-unquote, the next Lost, basically. They were trying to find a program that would replace it that has similar themes, similar structure. And now that I met... When I mentioned this to Justin and when he watched the show, he's like, oh yeah, I could definitely tell that this was supposed to be very Lost-esque, if that makes sense. <laughs> the, the opening of the first episode is... eerily similar yeah to lost yeah and and they went all out with this which was the interesting thing um like they they really pushing so i remember it was heavily advertised and i mean the first episode the pilot did really well i think it did like 12 million views or something when it first aired um that's pretty good yeah that's like what ncis got in its prime like 11 to 12 million constantly but then reviews slowly dwindled over time as like why yeah, as ABC kind of moved it around slots to see what would work, and people just generally lost interest in the show. <laughs> um, how how have TV companies not fucking learned that moving a show around is a terrible yeah. idea? 
Because in television, there's this infamous thing called the Friday night death slot where shows usually go to die that either they have completely lost interest in and they're just kind of finishing off the season because they know no one is watching it or they do it for shows that they have like no faith in basically because Friday night death slot is up against other big shows on other networks and it's just generally a graveyard essentially. (laughs) I know, but... They do it all the, like yeah. for shows that even get a cult following. Like Firefly was infamous for yeah. being moved around so much. Well, Firefly is infamous not only for being moved around so much, but because the episodes originally aired completely out of order. Like why? Why yeah. do you do this? Like and then networks do this all the time. They like move shows around because it's all about the views, man. They got to get the right time slot for the right views. Because I understand because like there's some where like sometimes they put in a slot that's up against like a show that's already established and huge and constantly gets views like going up against something. So they move it to another slot because there's nothing else on that night. But they do this just to try and get views. And it, it usually spells the end for a show when companies start moving it around like that. It's weird. And for kids' television, the death slot is Saturday morning now. Yep. Even though, you know, the whole thing when we were growing up was Saturday morning cartoons. That was when a lot of things got views when we were kids. (laughs) Yeah, which they say that's the reason, but everyone knows kids don't fucking do that anymore. Yeah, they don't. (laughs) Full well. So, um, but yes, this started out, we're reviewing the first 10 episodes. And these first 10 episodes aired in the fall of 09. And it took a really long break and then came back next year in 2010, which is when the next batch that we'll be reviewing. We'll be reviewing the first, we'll be reviewing it half and half, not only because it's a full 22 episode series, but because the show is very plot heavy. And especially towards the beginning, it's very unfocused. It jumps around a lot. So... Yeah, if you're a big fan of the show, I might cut out a few things from the synopsis. (laughs) That's fair, because this show did get a big fan base, and I'll actually touch more on that at the end of the second episode. I have an interesting thing to say after it got canned what happened, so. Anyway, the synopsis. Anyway, I'll let you take it away. (laughs) This Again, we apologize in advance. This might be a bit of a mess. If it seems like we're jumping around a lot, the show does it, too. The, the, this is just how the show is. Yep. Okay. So, it's October. People are out having a wonderful time. I'm kidding. Everything is on fire. Our main, main dude is waking up dazed in a car crash and everything went to hell. Let's go to a few hours earlier. People are existing. People are about... <laughs> oh, um... Slight warning. There is a character... Well, we are going to mention Suicide. A few times. Nice catch. Yeah, definitely trigger warning on that. There's themes of that, so. (laughs) Or themes of it. I I wouldn't say you have to skip the episode. Yeah, not really. But it will be brought up a few times. Just fair warning. Anyway, with that bit of fair warning. We're in the past of it. People are having a lovely time chasing gun runners or about to kill themselves on the beach of L.A., or doing surgery, and then everyone just gets knocked the fuck out for two minutes. Like, two minutes, 17 seconds, I think is. Yep, as the show will constantly remind you at the beginning of every episode. Because we couldn't pay a composer to do a main theme. Yeah. (laughs) So instead it says, on October, the whole world blacked out for two minutes and 17 seconds. They see- However, everyone who passed out and didn't die uh, saw six months ahead to April 29th. I think it was said to be around 10-ish, like 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Something At like least that. in L.A. Yeah. Which also doesn't make sense for one thing. But anyway. Uh Needless to say, everyone passing out for like two minutes makes things go really to shit. And they they don't shy away from this either. Like you straight up see like planes, helicopters falling out of the sky, like cars going into like rivers and shit, buses going into there, people fucking eating shit because of this. Yeah. You know, one dude was just making a sandwich and stabbed himself in the face. Oh, totally. Like fell over onto his knife or something. (laughs) Yeah. We have our main man, Mark. Mark is an FBI agent in, 
Is it Los Angeles is where they are, or yes. are they in a uh, different part of it, California? It's somewhere in California. I forget where it is. Um, let me see. Yep, L.A. Okay, I'm just making sure it was L.A. Yep. Uh, he has his wife, Olivia. She's lovely. She's a nurse. Mm-hmm. Well, no, she's just straight up a surgeon. She's not a nurse. Yeah, you're right. She is a surgeon. Yep. Uh, Mark has a, a partner named Dimitri. They... They were doing a gun running thing and they were they were going after some gun runners and they were going to arrest this one lady before the flash forward happened. But then wake up and try to get all the civilians to be calm. Still arrest the woman, by the way. Yeah, they still arrest her and interrogate her pretty hard. Fucking Dimitri's like, get her out of there, thinking she was the cause of it. Yeah, he like, he's like, get her out of there, like, throws her on the ground. He was like, if you move, I will shoot you. And we were even like, Jesus, Dimitri, calm the fuck down. Um, Dimitri saw nothing in his flash forward implying that he may die a very interesting concept I feel Um, Mark saw himself at the office looking at a board of clues about trying to find how the blackout happened while also being shit faced Uh, Mark is a recovering alcoholic at this point yep and they make sure to mention that his wife said if he ever drinks again uh, she will leave him and that will be the end of their marriage and take the kid. Yep. Remember, they have a kid. They have a kid named Charlie. <laughs> totally hasn't been forgotten about, I realized, in the last few episodes yeah, we watched. Yeah, we really have. Actually, I don't think we've seen her since the one kid went over to their house, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, since Mark saw the case board, he starts trying to make it again by memory. He's like, well, I started the case before, so I'll do it again. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the first episode, we find out at least one person was awake. Mm-hmm. Also, the dude who was going to shoot himself on the beach, he didn't. Because he saw his flesh forward. So. <laughs> well, also, he passed out, so that stopped him, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> it stopped him from it, so. <laughs> Charlie, uh, Mark, and Olivia's daughter runs from school at one point because she really doesn't want to say her flash forward. Because all the kids are playing this hip new game called Blackout. <laughs> Where you just say your flash forward, but also pretend to black out again. Yeah. And she's like, mostly so that way we get a cool opening for the episode. Yeah. And she's like, I don't wanna, but you have to. Everyone's playing. And she gets in a fight. <laughs> and she runs away. I think all her thing was is literally just uh, the one kid is at her house and yeah. saw her mob cheating, I yep. guess. Yep. Yeah, that's what Olivia saw. She was having an affair. Yep. With some guy. Yes! That is one of my favorite Lyle jokes. Some guy. <laughs> uh, also, Mark remembers there's this dude named, or this person named D, Deepak Gibbons? Yeah, D, just D. Gibbons. D. Gibbons. And they think they find her, but... No, this is just some woman who ran a donut shop mm-hmm. who was talking. Uh, someone stole her identity, maybe? Or, well, yes, stole her identity, but also the villain or whoever he is does go by D. Gibbons. Yeah, and we see him in the last couple episodes in person, actually. Which also her flash forward, she lives in California and makes donuts, and her flash forward, it's morning, but it marks it's nighttime. Oh, also in Marks, people were coming to kill him. Forgot to mention. Oh that. yeah, there were gunmen in the heavily secured FBI office, by the way. So everyone's like, "Yeah, that's pretty sus." When would that happen, or why would that happen? <laughs> and he had star tattoos. This will one of the gunmen had star tattoos. This will be important. Yep. But they also figure out to. Uh, I forget the reason. Oh, it's because they track the phone number. Or they track where D. Gibbons, the the Don't Lay's credit card was being used, and it was used in uh, Pigeon, Utah, which is a real place. We looked it up. We were like, that can't be a real name. Sure enough, it is. <laughs> Fucking Utah, man. Yep. They find someone, but it gets away. Also, uh, Dimitri meets an officer there who also didn't see anything in their flash forward, and she dies. So that makes him worried a bit. Yeah. <laughs> And they figure out that um, the one person who was a- they saw was awake 
was on the phone, so at least two people were awake during the blackout. Yep. Oh, so Dimitri gets a fun call from a lady who's like, yo, you're gonna die March 15th from three shots to the chest. Good luck with that, bye! Yep, okay, bye! By the way, you'll be murdered. Uh... <laughs> so that kind of sucks, lol. Yeah, just confirming uh, Dimitri's suspicion that he's gonna die. <laughs> So then, um, this ki- during this case, fucking a Nazi calls up the FBI, a Nazi who is in prison in Germany, and it's like, yo, I have information. I know you'll find it useful, because in my flash forward, I am free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mark, and I think it's Dimitri, is it Mark and Janice or Dimitri that go to uh, Germany? It's Mark and Janice. Janice. Yeah, Janice is also someone else who works at the FBI. Her flash forward was she's pregnant, which is very confusing for reasons we'll get to in a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go to Germany and they're like, we're not going to let you out unless you give us the information. It's like, you'll let me out because I know the information is helpful because my flash forward, I'm free. And they're like, fuck, fine. You're, <laughs> you're free to go. Now tell us. I saw a bunch of crows dead. And? <laughs> oh, no, he kept saying he saw a murder. Yeah. And, and, and it, it turned was a out murder to be... of crows. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't seem helpful at first, that there's just a bunch of dead birds. But it turns out that um, there was a similar event, a blackout that happened... Was it somewhere in Africa? I'm forgetting. Uh, Somalia, I think. And they're like, well, this isn't that helpful now, is it? But then they... Yeah. Oh, no, wait, I already did this. But yeah, there was a blackout in Somalia back in 1991. This will be important later. Mm-hmm. Well, it's important now, too, but they also seem to not care about that. We'll get to it. Uh-huh. Also, since Mark is um, a part... Uh, goes to AA means he has a sponsor. Their name is Aaron. Aaron is looking for his daughter who is supposed to be dead because in his flash forward he saw he was with his daughter in Afghanistan. She was a soldier, got blown up, and apparently died. Her name is Tracy. Her name is Tracy. <laughs> uh, he even, like, to make sure she's dead, digs up the remains they had to double check the DNA, but DNA does match. Mm-hmm. So that's even more confusing for him. Yep. We have a pretty cool opening in episode four where we see a different area of the blackout of a guy like driving into a river because he passes out. His yep. name is Ned. <laughs> he's, he's kind of important in a way. This episode's a bit. A bit yeah. <laughs> I was going to say there's the opening up of the episode and I think that was we agreed the only really good thing about the episode. <laughs> um, because this whole time Mark's wife Olivia has been like uh she found the guy his name's lloyd his his son is in the hospital and she's like oh fuck i cheated on my husband with that so i'll stay away from him and just acts like a complete weirdo and every time he comes up to her she acts like really withdrawn like she doesn't want to talk to him and all that she acts really nervous and he of course he notices that but yeah (laughs) but anyway uh so like this whole episode she he's acting like to deny that that these things will always happen. These things will come true. And uh, a second nurse named Bryce uses Ned's flash forward in order to help with the surgery. It's it's just a way to help Olivia's character, I guess, over something that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Lloyd also turns out to be possibly part of uh, the blackout. Because he gets a phone call and it's like... you. Stop calling me. We know what we did. <laughs> it's like, but Lloyd, plot stuff. Anyway, let's get back to Janice. <laughs> Janice has the main problem of she will become pregnant in six months. There's another problem with that. She is a very hardcore lesbian. Yeah, and we get some, honestly, for the time, pretty steamy lesbian scenes. Yeah, honest, and pretty progressive, honestly. There yeah. isn't too much stereotyping. No. It's just that it's great. girls and they, like each other. And they love each other, and that's fantastic. I love that representation. Um, Mark and Co. are 
in Washington, D.C., trying to defend that they need more funding to look into to research the blackout and never bring up the evidence they found of this happening before. <laughs> Instead, Mark just stammers up on the stand for like 20 minutes and everyone goes, yeah, that's fucking stupid. Well, the main point that everyone brings up is everyone could remember like their flash forwards crystal clear. Like it was basically like you were actually there living in the moment. And for some reason, his jumped around, which is contradictory to most pretty much everyone else on the planet. And he's kept the fact that he shit was shit faced during the time away from everybody. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, except all he really needed to mention was that <laughs> in his flash forward, he saw these things. They went to Utah. They found out the fuck. Actually, get to Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> It's the whole thing and annoys the hell out of me. But anyway, um, so they're like told, yeah, you're not going to get funding because uh, Mark doesn't is terrible on the stand. So their boss goes and blackmails the president of the United States. Literally, because like they knew each other before he was president and stuff. And he plays a card and he's like, yeah, you can only play this once or whatever you realize. Right. Are you sure you want to do it for this? Yep. <laughs> And then Mark and Co. get... The episode did open with this, but they get fucking attacked by... I, I want to say triads. It's yeah. never really explained who they were. Oh, no, wait, it is. It's uh, the the hand. I love how you're now referring to everybody just as Mark and Co. I love that. <laughs> That's how I have it taken notes. Nice! <laughs> yeah, Mark and Co. are attacked by the blue hand, and Janice is also shot in the street. Don't worry, she's fine. Yeah. So yeah, there's a blue hand gang now. Um, oh, okay. I was trying to remember what the fuck my notes meant. It's okay. What did you write down? Well, I meant to write down C's, but I didn't make the bottom curve on one of the E's, so it was S O E S. Oh. <laughs> I was like, so's. What the fuck so's. you mean, so's? Was I high during that episode? <laughs> Janice makes it. We also meet Simon. Simon was the dude uh, Lloyd was talking to on the phone. He's evil British and looks like Jason Statham mixed with his co-star from Lockstock. He really does, though. He even sounds like it, too. Yep. Uh, it's Halloween. Mark sees uh, what he thinks are his shooters, but it, it just turns out to be some kid that's kind of pointless. Yeah. Uh, we also look more into the Blue Hand Gang. Turns out at least... East, the Blue Hand Gang is attached to something called Already Ghosts. These are people who saw nothing in their flash forward. So they know they're going to die and they just kind of become masochists, basically. Yeah, they become like hardcore masochists. Like, you know, there's like all these different things going on, like this crazy worldly. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Just a bunch of crazy orgies and stuff like that. And they're, like, doing all this weird, like, like extreme, like, S&M, like, shocking people with a chair and shit. And they're like, couldn't this kill people? It's like, well, they don't care. They're going to die anyway, whether it's between now and then. So they basically became total edgelords. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Aaron gets his daughter's knife, which he saw in the flash forward. So that makes him think his flash forward will be more yep. real. And he got that from a military person who served. Yeah, a military person just came up and talked to him at his work. Yep. <laughs> we captured one of the blue, the leader of the blue hands. Also, there, there's an FBI guy. His name is Al. Al had a flash forward that also helped make sure everyone saw the same flash forward. Because mm -hmm. he was talking to a lady, so they call her up in uh, London. It's like, yo, did you have a flash forward talking to me? He's like, yeah, we did. Cool. <laughs> But he remembered other things in his flash forward. Why did TikTok open? I wanted to close that. You fucking phone. Stop. Get some help. Sorry, go on. Uh, also in Al's flash forward, he was on the phone and he was grieving because he apparently got some innocent woman killed. Yeah, in his flash forward, yeah, he was like, um, oh, so I'm the cause of it or whatever. And he founds out that like the kids will become orphans. Founds out. Or, yeah, I said that weird, but he finds out that the kids will become orphans and their mother's dead and it's all his fault. So he changes the future by, by, by killing himself. Yep. Straight up. Which proves to the world that you can change the future, even though technically we don't know if that's true until the day comes. Yeah. <laughs> 
But like, if we go it, by it, an idea of constants, then... Yeah, if we go by an idea of constants, like, it might find some way to happen, but at the very least, we know that, like, it can be changed in a sense. Like, it, like it's not like he tried to commit suicide and then something happened to where he either survived or something caught him. It's like, okay, you can actually at least change the future. How much we can change it is still up in the air, because they're trying to debate the whole fatalism thing. Yeah. Um... Also, Aaron goes home, and his daughter's just there. Just appears at the house. <laughs> yep, she's like, hi, Dad. Hi, episode ends. It turns out uh, Simon and Lloyd did not do this on purpose. There was no malicious intent. They were just doing an experiment, and it may have been the cause of the blackout. I keep saying may because the show also throws up in the air near uh, episode 10. Yeah. Also turns out that the triple star tattoo thing Mark saw in his flash forward Jan uh, was one of the people who shot Janice. Mm -hmm. uh, -ba -ba -ba. Aaron's star is missing a leg. Turns out the reason the DNA match is because what happened was is while she was in Afghanistan, they were in a, in a jeep that was attacked by technical friendlies. It was hired militia. And that purposely attacked them. She didn't get out in time, but she still survived. However, one of her uh, one of her fellow soldiers was completely obliterated in the crash. But her, because of uh, her leg blowing off, the DNA mixed with his, so mm -hmm. it seemed like it was bits of her. So yeah, that actually made sense. I was like, okay, logic ch checks out. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, she's a bit worried that she'll be killed by these people. But luckily, Aaron's gonna talk to Mark and be like, Hey, Mark, can you help us out with this? Because Mark's in the FBI. Mm. Smart. <laughs> and he's gonna be there. And he trusts him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Lloyd talks to Simon and is like, Yo, we should really go public about this. So they have a poker game. Lloyd wins and they're like, Okay, we're gonna go public with this. Fuck you. I, ch I also cheated, but anyway. Yeah. I don't know why he tells him that. Yeah. Like, maybe just rub it in her face, his face, like, oh, yeah, well, you said, kept saying that, oh, I was unprepared. Well, I don't I don't decide my own I fate or whatever, some shit like that. <laughs> um, we also find out in the FBI there is most likely a mole. So that's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> So they do a sort of uh, trap thing and they kill a man who has three stars on his arm so that because Mark wants to make sure he doesn't get shot in the future. Mm -hmm. But we but what the characters don't know is there are more people with those simple tattoos. Ha ha. I saw that one coming from a mile away. It's like, yeah, you mean to tell me like other people could have gotten there or there's a group and that's how, you know, you identify them. Yeah, like, if it was a really complex tattoo, you know, like a full-body yeah. fucking tiger thing on his chest, then yeah, okay, you got the guy. Just... But three stars on his arm? That's it. That's all it is. Like, <laughs> Yes, I've never heard of a bunch of soldiers getting the same tattoo. That'd be crazy. Hmm. <laughs> um... Oh, also, Mark's wife got a text. The text was like, Yo, Mark was drinking his flash forward, but he already admitted to it before she could bring it up. However, Mark wants to find whoever did that texting. Also, this entire time, Mark and Olivia have had a shit marriage, and they should honestly just break up. But because this is American TV, we have to care like they'll get back together. Yeah, it's very soap opera-y. It's unfortunate. Um. Yeah, Mark tries to find the texter because he only told two people, not realizing that maybe, I don't know, one of the gunmen knows him because yeah. they also have a mole. Exactly. And that they would have seen him drinking. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he goes and blames... He almost, yeah, he blames Aaron and blames the head of the FBI. And they both, of course, react logically with, get the fuck out of here, I would never do that. <laughs> Yeah. Especially Aaron. Aaron's was really hard to watch. I'm just like, you know, I was actually a good character mode because, yeah, of course he feels hurt and betrayed. He's been a sponsor for years, and he's like, oh, now you don't trust me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, eat shit. I'm twice the yeah. character you are. I have half the screen time. Honestly, though. Also, Dr. Bryce, the reason he was going to shoot himself was because he had brain cancer. But uh, in his flash forward, he saw really... He was going to meet this uh, Japanese woman. And, they were go and he felt very much in love with her. He goes to Japan, doesn't find her. But it turns out that this woman is came to California. That's how that episode ends. I'm fairly certain her name is Keiko. And her name is Keiko. She used to be in a businesswoman, but she's going to become a rock star. Yeah. So that's neat. That's her real passion. She's not going to do what her family wants her to do. Because of Jimi Hendrix. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, they find... We also found out the caller of... Uh... Well, the NSA was listening into the call that Dimitri got, because they're the NSA. And decide never to bring up bring this up to the head of the FBI that one of their agents might be a mole of some sort. Hmm. <laughs> but then Dimitri is like, no, 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 they were calling, tell me about their death. Wait, you know their location? Let's go find them. Yeah. Well, they were in Hong Kong, but th th that's, we, we shouldn't. Oh no, but see, they did that bullshit with the audio guys and they were able to get it within a three mile radius because of some music festival that we never heard in the scene well not a music festival but just like music on a radio or from a restaurant was playing it was honestly really bullshit but <laughs> oh no wait it was a festival yeah they were like right. well the biggest festivals or something and i'm like yeah we didn't hear that in the scene so why the fuck are we hearing that now <laughs> there's nothing but, that even uh, indicated festival i'll get to that that's annoying then <laughs> we have a lot of problems with yes. this show um <laughs> yeah we'll just finish up the synopsis real quick uh, Mark and Dimitri decide to say, eh, fuck it. And they go to Hong Kong anyway, and even an FBI man in Hong Kong is like, could you not? Could you just go home? Yeah, like, I'm asking you nicely, man. Like, and Mark is like, I am determined to make the worst decision. So Mark goes and makes the worst decision. They do find the woman. And she tells them that Mark is the one that's going to kill Dimitri. Of course he is. So stupid. <laughs> oh, also Dimitri has a fiance who thought she saw the uh their wedding. So his flash forward of uh his non-flash forward can't be right cuz they were at the wedding. It's a funeral. Yeah, she found this out because she puts two and two together cuz she's invited to a funeral of another person from her workplace and she sees the flowers and she realized that she was holding a funeral flower not a wedding flower. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Dimitri's parents were at there, even though they staunchly refused before to go to the wedding. And she's like, wait a minute. They said they'd never go to the wedding, but there's no way she they'd miss their own son's funeral. Fuck. And, then he, and that goes to the parents. And it's like, yeah, we know that, that we were at the funeral. It sucks. But hey, we approve now. We'll come to your marriage. <laughs> if it happens, we'll... <laughs> <You know? laughs> Uh, Lloyd also admits to the world, like, yo, we might have caused this. Almost gets killed. Simon turns himself into the FBI. Is like, okay, I will answer any questions. Yep. Okay, tell us about this thing from the 1991 incident. Oh, yeah, that's a thing I invented. I mean, it hasn't been built yet, yeah. but when I do, I'll make a bunch of rewards. Well, no, they, do don't, they don't tell him it's from 91. Because... I know, I was about to... Okay. But I just so audience follows because we you know i don't have visuals here it's true. a fucking podcast very true <laughs> he's like i can't even put the ideas in 92 it, you know when i finally make it it's gonna make me a bunch of rewards it's like this picture is real and it was taken in 91 the fuck you mean it was 91 <laughs> and it turns out remember that d giggins or whatever the fuck d i said gibbons <laughs> gibbons Gibbons. That was close enough. That's funny. I'm sorry to the fan base if I'm sounding <laughs> so fucking mean. <laughs> but uh turns out D. Gibbons most likely built it. He was also talking to the lady uh, who called uh, Dimitri. Yep. Also, um, after talking to the lady and finding out that Mark kills Dimitri, 
she's like, okay, can you fuck off now and don't do anything stupid? And Mark's like, I'm the king of stupidity and takes her hostage. Yeah, he like flips the table over on her guards, takes her hostage, hostage, goes out the restaurant. And I'm like, great, good job. Now you have her hostage in front of her triad bodyguards and in front of the police. Yeah, and it turned out um, that the FBI dude who told him to go home was actually CIA and was keeping tabs because, you know, they weren't supposed to fucking be there. Yeah. Uh, Mark is fired from the FBI. And uh, Lloyd goes back to the hospital to see his son. And is like, yeah, I'm going to take him and we're, we're going to go elsewhere. Oh, wow, these... These people with the ambulance, they're acting pretty suspicious. And then they kidnap Lloyd. Yep. <laughs> so Lloyd is kidnapped. That's where the first half of the show ends. I'm going to do uh, what we usually don't do, I think. And let's get the positive out of the way first, because it won't take as long as the negative. <laughs> but the negative is the fun part. The negative is the fun part, and that's why we'll do it last. Um, positive... Oh. It has the, the, the biggest crutch of this show is it takes a honestly, I think, very interesting premise and doesn't do as much with it as I feel like, honestly. Like, I thought the premise was really interesting and the way it plays with fatalism and, you know, Dimitri not having a flash out, I thought, or flash forward, I thought was a very interesting concept. It's like, what happens? Am I going to die? Like, what is up with that? So all the actors honestly do a really good job with what they're given because Jesus, the script has a bunch of issues. <laughs> Sorry, my brain is stuck that you said flash out by accident, and immediately I thought of the editing joke of putting in a fucking flashbang noise from a video game. <laughs> but that would hurt like hell for the audience's ears, so we're yeah, not going to do that. We're, we're not going to do that. Just imagine it, audience. It'd be funny. Uh... <laughs> Think fast, chuckle nuts. <laughs> exactly. And Definitely. honestly, Courtney, Courtney, B, Courtney B. Vance as the FBI director, he has some really good lines. <laughs> I mean, people have good yeah. lines. There's some good jokes here. And John Cho does really good as Dimitri. <laughs> uh, insert Spike Spiegel joke here. Yeah, <laughs> from that failed mess. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not covering it. Nope. And we refuse. End of stuff. We're, we're, we're putting it on the fuck no list after we record this. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> the constantly updating fuck no list. Constantly um, update, aka when we remembered up. Yeah. <laughs> And again, there are moments of interest. Like, here's the thing. The best plot in the whole show is Aaron's subplot with his daughter. That's really interesting. Has some really good character development. The characters do a really good job. Like, like it's emotional. It's very emotional. It really makes you care about him. And, like, the scene where, like, he first talks to the one military guy and he, like, gets all emotional. He's like, well, you've given me hope or whatever. I'm like, that's sweet. I'm like, in the first... In this opening two minutes, I care about you more than Mark or Dimitri or anyone else in the past, like, five episodes or whatever. <laughs> I think the main thing is, too, there's not a simple way to solve his flash forward. Yeah. It's like, the, your daughter is supposed to be dead. All evidence you have is she is dead. Yeah. So how the fuck is this flash forward possible? How is it possible? Yeah, because he has the knife, but not only is she alive, but you're in fucking Afghanistan. How did you get there? What led up to that? Like, yeah, everyone else is. It's like Mark will. Mark might be shot in his office. Here's a fucking idea. You know the exact date. How about you don't go yeah. to the office that day? Just a thought. Just a thought. So, is there anything else positive you have to say about the show? Positive. Um, some of the camera work is yeah. good. The special effects are not that bad, honestly, for two thousand nine. <laughs> And um, the action scenes and shootouts, when they happen, are cool. I really like them. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. Uh, some, some of the match cuts are really nice yeah. and clever. There I'll are. give them that. Yep. <laughs> when the editing isn't awful. <laughs> there, it varies, and that's the weird thing. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes there is no motivation to an edit. It's just mm -hmm. like, oh, we're here now. Okay. I remember there was one confused where we were in Japan and then all of a sudden it cut back to the hospital. It's like, why are we in the hospital? Oh, we're back here. <laughs> no, I thought to myself, like, why does a hospital in Japan have English letters on it? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but then there was, I think, the T one in the same episode. And I'm like, what the hell? That was a really good edit. <laughs> like, good match. Yeah. It's just inconsistent, I think, is the best word for it. But when it's good, it's good. <laughs> yeah, there are moments of actual thought put yeah. in here 
unfortunately, I think there are some problems, and that's about all the positive we have to say. We apologize in advance to the fan base. Uh, Hopefully we'll like the second half more. Yeah. And honestly, after a certain point, the show did pick up. Like, the past few episodes haven't act, haven't been that painful because they've actually focused more. But when it started out, man, that was a little rough. Yeah, when we get back to the last few episodes where we're actually focused and doing things, even if there is some very stupid yeah. logic, the show is a lot better. Oh, also the episode actually of Bryce, of, like, seeing his flash forward... And him getting hope and looking for, uh, what was her name? Keiko. Keiko. Looking for Keiko and seeing Keiko's life as well. Yeah. It was a nice episode. and I'll, I'll get to that a bit later on what I think the show could have done as yes. well. Because but... it was during that episode it kind of dawned on us. Okay, so where to start with the bad? Well, we talked about how, why Aaron's is good and why the flash forward works. Um, wow. How will we ever solve Dimitri's problem? How will we do that? Um, <laughs> on this day, you were shot three times in the chest. Okay. One, quit your job. Two, go in a pad room two days beforehand with a bulletproof vest on and sit there for, yeah, for a while. Have, like, basically be an FBI uh, witness protection. Yeah, have, like, guards post outside. Just be in a room by yourself wearing a bulletproof vest. They said. Now, it wouldn't be, it'd be something else if it says, oh, you got shot. Because then, like, oh, you got shot in the head or where. But no, they specify three times in the chest. Three. Yep. Wear a bulletproof vest just in general. There you go. Do a bat. Uh, almost spoiled something. Um, anyway. I'll add some static in case I think that's too much to go on. Um. <laughs> oh, were you about to reference what I think you were? Yeah, probably. Okay. That would have been a massive spoiler, though. So, <laughs> I stopped myself this time. <laughs> cool. I mean, editing is helpful. Yeah. Um, but that's really silly. And Jesus, it's just... <sighs> they focus so much on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this inevitable, unsolvable thing. There are yeah. so many ways to solve this. There are so many ways to solve it. It's like, he's like, oh, I'm just just going to give up, accept it, live my life in the now and all that. And they go back and forth. And Jesus, Dimitri, there's a very easy way to solve this man. And for Mark, don't go into the office that day. Don't. Just don't go in the office. Don't do it. There you go. Solved. And another really bad aspect, especially in the early episodes, is Jesus. They really like to focus on Mark and Olivia's marriage and wow. Mark hiding stuff and Olivia, you know, inevitably like the person cheating on and them argue about they. Oh, my God, it's annoying. It's so annoying. It's like there's a second Mark when this yeah. happens. Like, there's one writer that wrote Mark one way, you know, a sensible way, but then there's another writer that they have that, like, wrote Mark a completely different way. Like, there's two Marks going on here, and then there's Mark that's just a complete dick-ass. And it's like, okay, you're trying to put your marriage back together and not have her, like, you know, cheat on somebody else. You know what's a really good way to do that? Not argue with her and try to push her away from you and be a general dick? Yeah, like, oh, hey, I... Uh she probably leaves me because I act like an asshole at some point. Maybe I should be a bit nicer. Yeah, this never fucking dawns on him. <laughs> it, it, they focus so much on this fucking marriage, and I just don't care. Yeah, it's unfortunate, really. Spoilers, American TV. I don't care how much you push a nuclear family. I don't give a yeah, shit. Same. It is always the nuclear family for some reason, you know? Not, and the thing is the wife is 100% honest and then Mark is surprised when he admits to lying to her because he tries not to bring up the fact that he was drinking in yeah. his uh, flash forward and he's surprised when she's suddenly very pissed off about it yeah. it's like yeah you were calling her a liar this or that you couldn't trust her and you've literally yeah. been lying for months yeah, it's like, it was so fucking hypocritical. And then he's surprised when she's pissed off. It's like, yeah, you've been kind of a dick-ass. You, oh my god. Were you about to say you've been kind of a dick-ass, you dick-ass? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to point that out. <laughs> uh, I did, because it's funnier that way. <laughs> uh, oh, hold on, let me look through here real quick, because I have notes. Oh, yes, we have this very another one I'll bring up quickly, too, is we have this very interesting progressive lesbian relationship. Let's forget about her after we introduce her lesbian lover. Literally drop it because she apparently has a baby. At what, well, actually, no, the girlfriend tries to be like, yeah, supportive of it, too. Like, hey, if you have a baby, I'll help support whatever. That's what I'm confused about. Like, initially, she said, I am not having a baby. I do not want a baby. And his her girlfriend said, oh, I will 100% support you if you want to have a child and stuff like that. And Jess initially, no. And then when she has, she's like, OK, I've accepted. I, I want it. She's like, oh, I can't go back to her. Why not? Because this is ABC and, you know, we, we God forbid we show a healthy lesbian relationship. Um, <laughs> God forbid. It's American TV. God forbid we have a healthy relationship, period. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Like, I know that's always supposed to make it like they, they try really hard to have like somewhat dysfunctional to have it more relatable or whatever. But it's like, you know, healthy relationships exist in the real world. Not every couple has to argue. Like... It's they not, don't have to argue all the fucking time. Honestly, it's ridiculous. Um. And we were actually really afraid they were going to kill off Janice, but no, they didn't. They just, it, it, honestly, it's worse that they dro just completely dropped her lover. <laughs> they shot the lesbianism out of her. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I mean, she's still technically... She still is a le open lesbian, but yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's just weird, it's weird like how they, scared they are to talk about it. It is, yeah, because they start out really progressive, but then they just kind of drop. They're like, oh, okay, that's enough progressiveness. All right, let's get back to safe zone here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the producers or Disney probably came in. We're yeah. like, no, not on our network. <laughs> we can't do that in two thousand nine. Yeah. The mouse came in. I mean, hell, they're still unwilling to do it today. <laughs> what do you mean? We have our fifth first gay character. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. A, a thing to bring up, and I mentioned this to you back at, like, episode four when the show was still very disjointed. Because mm -hmm. it wants to be lost. Yeah, that's its biggest issue, is it's very much a lost clone, but it never really found... It didn't really have time to find its own footing. Yeah, and another thing with Lost, yes, it it probably had an even bigger cast than this. Mm -hmm. But they're all on this one island. They're all together. There isn't too much distance. Here, we literally have characters like off in Hong yeah. Kong. Some are in California, one's going <laughs> in Japan. And they're all so separate, it doesn't fuck. It doesn't feel like anything matters or it really connects. Yeah, because Lost, when shit happens, the other the other characters will eventually hear about because you know you're all in the same location. You're just stuck on a literal just little island, one island. That's where the show takes place. But here, it is literally the entire world is our oyster. We can go anywhere in the fucking world, and it just doesn't help the focus. It really doesn't, and. It doesn't make you care enough about the yeah. A plot, B plot of episode. A plot, B plot. There's more like A plot, B plot, C, D, E, and F plot. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes they don't even connect in the episode. Yeah, like they happen completely separate from each other and don't have any bearing on how the other plot plays out. It's a little... God, it's... Like, especially in the beginning, you can really feel just how disjointed everything is. Like, again, the, yeah, well, the pilot did it fine where it introduced where everyone was and slowly built up to the blackouts and all that. But after that, like, it kind of separates and we just lose focus here. I think the most egregious example is uh, episode four where you have the surgery plot of Ned and Olivia trying to accept that some of the flash that flash forwards are real. Yeah. And Olivia just is out of character there for two because she's just... <laughs> Putting, actively putting her patient's life at risk. <laughs> yeah. But also at the same time, they reopen, uh, Mark and Dimitri reopen the arms dealer yeah. case and interview the one lady. And these plots never touch. Mm -hmm. They never reconnect. Yep. 
it's just stuff like that that gets so annoying and it's hard to and it's hard to stay focused when we're just so all over the place yeah and again thankfully it gets better as it goes on like the last few episodes were fine but especially towards the beginning it's really rough man <laughs> anyway more stupid logic i guess <laughs> um what else is there <laughs> uh the funding scene Oh, yeah. Oh, you think we can uh, solve Dimitri's problem quickly? God. What evidence do you have? Well, I'm using my flash forward. Okay, how is that evidence? Well, motherfuckers, we literally went to Utah, had people shoot at us, and found a big yeah. science lab that, got that they immediately destroyed as we found them. Yeah, there are people actively trying to kill us whenever we dig up more dirt on this issue, so clearly there's something there that and it's like what evidence you have well these pictures and this right here these are what i saw in my flash forward there you go we took a picture of the baby doll thing we took a picture of the the guy's monk shot the german guy the ex-nazi and we took a picture of the blue hand like there you go there's evidence this well, is the blue hand wasn't a thing yet. yeah that's true but it's like this is coming true we have physical evidence here also the 1991 thing yeah. we found literally at the end of the last episode. Yes, this has happened before. <laughs> you know, this thing where a bunch of crows died and a bunch of people <laughs> reported passing out for several minutes. And something that's just very interesting, too, is something that, like, just taking a quick break from that, something that retroactively became more believable is how much red tape the FBI has to go through. Because at the time, it seemed stupid. Like, okay, this is a clear lead, but we want you to focus here. It's like, nowadays, at least, with the political climate, I could totally see the FBI doing shit like this. Doesn't mean it doesn't get annoying. Yeah, still gets of, annoying, not gonna lie, but... <laughs> of like, hey, can we go investigate this town? We have, like, a bunch of connections here? No. No. You have to focus on this case first. <laughs> but yeah. No, that's not a real lead. What do you mean it's not a real lead? <laughs> There are just lo jumps in logic for the characters and just actions that make no sense is the thing. But yeah, back to the fucking funding thing. Uh <laughs> oh my god, so... They have so much evidence already that his flash forward is correct. And then even his boss later when he admits he was drinking is like, you, we're basing all this off of your drunk memories? And it's like they've been right haven't they yeah so far even if i couldn't see everything super clearly <laughs> like i mean i'd be mad if i was defusing a bomb and someone randomly guessed the right <laughs> yeah. wire but they were right exactly like i'm still alive so that's a thing uh <laughs> oh my fucking god it's yeah that episode was probably the worst like we were just rolling our eyes so many times during that one that and four. Four, yeah, four was just dumb in general. What else? Oh, we almost forgot the babysitter. Ah, yes, of course. Um, The totally important plot that even the show forgets about for a little bit. Where, where she's dropped from the show for five episodes till we figure out what the fuck she's yeah, up to. Yeah, because she's in the pilot because she's having sex with another person instead of watching uh, Charlie. Um. But then she's just entirely dropped from the episode until we bring up the whole priest thing again, where she's like having a crisis of faith because in her flash forward she was being choked out, but she felt like she deserved it. Yeah, she's being drowned possibly by Simon. And that's all that plotline goes. Uh <laughs> yeah, that that matters for some reason. And and it wouldn't be so bad if the episode I forget which one it was, it wouldn't be so bad if it didn't focus on it so much. Like, this takes up a good chunk of the episode. Yeah, I, that was like the D or E plot of that yeah. episode. And we just didn't care. I don't I don't care about this babysitter. I don't care about her stupid bullshit. Yeah, honestly. And then there's a creepy priest she goes to. It's just weird. Also, okay. Um, this show likes to keep, in the first few episodes, like, likes to keep bringing up, maybe this was God doing this. Now, sure, after, during the first episode, yeah. that's a fine thing to bring up. We don't know what the fuck caused the flash forward. But the fact we keep bringing it up after the Utah thing, you know, where we found a guy who, 
who ran and destroyed all evidence because he was most likely involved with the blackout. It was man-made. Yeah. We don't need to bring it up anymore because it's not God. We know people did it. Yes. It's established that this was very much a man-made accident. It was man-made. So why do we keep bringing up faith here? Yes. Well, faith that some higher being did it when we know he they did not <laughs> yep it's like i get the faith talk and all that and the fact that this can happen like can bring up stuff like that but they don't really do anything with it like, yeah they don't do anything like i okay yeah realistically yes some people not everyone is you know in the fbi's know mm -hmm. and they would be questioning it that way but also as an audience we don't have to fucking see that yeah <laughs> honestly like I guess, it is meaningless. I think the only reason they brought up the religious talk was because uh, um, Lost did it a lot. <laughs> yeah, but Lost was an actual mystery. Yes, exactly. That's the problem. It's like they had all this religious talk and these existential themes and all like that. But, you know, there was actually mystery to Lost and it was actually well written. <laughs> well, Lost also had like supernatural yeah. elements and stuff. So, yeah, that's right. It was confirmed to have supernatural elements. So, <laughs> yeah, so that... Just, just another reason it kind of doesn't work and another reason I'm not surprised this didn't take off really <laughs> yeah um I'm trying to think there are just a ton of moments of characters being so fucking stupid it hurts yeah <laughs> like Mark taking the one woman hostage why just why I think his logic was he's going to try to take her back to America which how the fuck would you do that yeah you're in the middle of hong kong you're not dragging through the street no. to the airport you're just not like unless you had like a private charter jet you could get used to get back to america that's not happening <laughs> oh so i'm re really hoping that the 1991 <coughs> thing does not imply time travel i'm hoping to <clears throat> i forget honestly Unless we never get an answer to it, because, again, this show yeah. only ran one season. Yep. <clears throat> um, <sighs> anything else? Nope, can't think of anything. Yep. <clears throat> but, yeah, this show is just... <clears throat> it's unfortunate, really, because, again, I, I do like the premise, but it, it has not aged well. It has aged, in fact, much worse than I initially thought oh. it would be. Like, huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, gonna bring up. So we it dawned on us during an episode how this would work kind of better. Yeah, this show, if you... Hell, you can... You could have had where people remember different lengths of time and been an anthology show. I think it would have worked much better as an anthology show. That way you could focus on each individual story and the, the mystery of said story instead of just jumping around wildly as to just bringing up more questions, because that's the problem is, you know, then you'd have a definitive beginning and end instead of all these questions being raised. Oh, something's revealed about this flash forward, then this flash forward, then this flash forward, then this flash forward, and nothing's really solved. Yeah, like, uh, the episode of Bryce trying to find the girl from his flash forward, that's probably one of the best episodes of the season so far. Yeah, thus far, yep, I agree. <laughs> Also, with Aaron being one of the most interesting characters, hell, that could have been a two-parter of an anthology. And yeah. Just, hell, that could have been a whole season. Yes. It's so interesting. <laughs> it, but no, it's a side plot that they really don't yeah. like to pay attention to. They don't do it enough. And again, thankfully, they focus it a lot on one time. But again, I do remember the specific episode, and I looked up which one it was, actually. The, how that plot resolves is really badass. <laughs> nice. Hell, I really like the moment, too, of uh, when... He, well, okay, his daughter acts like a bit of a bitch in the scene, but <laughs> the idea of the scene where he's worried about his daughter becoming an alcoholic like he was. Yep. Yeah, it's and it's heartbreaking. <laughs> like, It actually makes for a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, because he's a recovering alcoholic and she's still drinking herself to sleep and... Like, she comes to the table and she's, like, drinking wine or whatever, and he's like, no, no, this isn't about you. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm saying I can't have alcohol around me. <laughs> yeah, I literally can't handle being around it. Yeah. <laughs> it just... could have been a real... 
but they keep trying to focus on this big yeah. mystery narrative and honestly it is kind of interesting but yeah. the more more the idea of people seeing six months or however long you want into mm-hmm. the future it could bring up way more interesting yeah. stories than this. So that's the thing. I just found that like the more personal stories, the more just the human elements of those stories are the much more stronger ones of the season so far, instead of the whole overarching conspiracy, which like you said, could be interesting, but again, just the show does not focus. It doesn't, it, it just, it brings down the pacing. I think the pacing is the biggest issue with the show so far. Oh yeah. The first few episodes are pulling teeth yeah. when it comes to pacing. It really is though. But yeah, those worked just way better, honestly. So, <clears throat> but yeah, um, <clears throat> and like I said, ABC really, really wanted this to be a hit, and they really pushed it in advertising to the point that they did something <clears throat> I've never seen a company do um, before, and I've never seen a company do since, honestly, because. ABC really pushed the show in advertising and they pushed the show and they did something I've never seen a company do before or since. Now, mid-season finales became a thing, I think, in what, like around 07 with The Walking Dead and stuff like that? Yeah. Then this was 09, so mid-season finales were still a big thing. Um, After the initial batch of 10 episodes aired... Um, it was a month or so later and this show took a really, really long hiatus, I think, especially by TV standards. And some people attribute that to, um, the show's dwindling views and stuff like that. Hold on. Mm -hmm. But I was walking through Best Buy, I remember, because I frequented that a lot of the time and still do whenever I get, um, out and all that. And I saw a DVD for Flash Forward and I was like, wait a minute, isn't this show still airing? Um, in between the break or whatever, ABC released the first 10 episodes of Flash Forward on DVD. Put it in they, stores. They did an anime? Yeah, they were, well, not even an anime, because anime is at least full seasons. Yeah, during, they released the first half of the season and put it directly to stores after it aired to try to build interest in the show. And I have that DVD. I can put a little image of it on screen. There it is, but... Yeah, they released Flash Forward, Season 1, Part 1. Huh. And it was just the weirdest move to me. And it, it I don't know what it came across as. I'm like, I think it just came across as desperate at the time. Because I was like, who does that? Like, the, you, you, we're, we aired half a season and then we we're going to sell the half season to you. And this isn't like old shows where they had Season 1, Part 1, Season 1, Part 2. Usually that was after the show aired. Like, I've never seen a show release a half season. Usually it's always after the season airs they release the box set then. It was just bizarre to me. (laughs) I wonder if they were trying to do a Breaking Bad. Possibly. Because Breaking Bad season one and two, even though I haven't watched the show, I know this, is um, they didn't do super great viewership-wise. Like, the pilot did great, but the rest of the show got kind of mixed views. Mm Mm-hmm. But then they put the first two seasons on Netflix and that saved the show because so many people got into it and started watching it. Yep. I wonder if they were trying to put out the DVD because I'm pretty sure DVD market was still okay in 2009. Oh, definitely. To try and do that sort of cult following and it just didn't fucking work. And it just didn't fucking work. But yeah, I've never seen that happen. But yeah, like, so I, I, I have an interesting relic from that time period. And the weird thing is, I'm fairly certain you can still get that DVD, but the complete season, uh, series DVD is out of print now. Huh. So that was just an interesting little tidbit I found. And the funny thing is, I'll probably mention this again in the second half of the episode. Um... When they released the complete series on DVD, they never changed the initial DVDs. So if you open the box, it's still the blue from the first season, but the DVD cover is orange. So the rest of the DVDs are orange. Weird. Lazy. Lazy. My God. Oh, wait. It's like my uh, Mission Impossible collection where... Yes. Mission Impossible 3 still says disc yep. 1. It's exactly like that. So it still says on the DVD season 1 part 1 and they never changed the like the text on it. It's so funny. <laughs> so yes, I'm really hoping the show picks up because man, we have uh, what 12 more to get through. Yeah, we have 12 more to get through. So yeah, stay tuned for that, fans. Oh, hey, before we go. 
I will say on HBO Max, Fringe is on there. So if you have been mean to watch the show before listening to our episodes mm-hmm. or want to catch up before we cover uh, season five next month, yep, do that. Go ahead and watch the show on HBO Max. We're not sponsored in any way. I'm just telling you yeah. where you can watch it. We're just saying it is now available because I we checked the recently added section in HBO Max. I think it was last month or something. And we were like, oh, Fringe is there now. Sick. Yeah, hopefully it's still on there. Yep. Because <clears throat> we're recording in February. Yes. Another odd thing is uh, I found when I was reading is Flash Forward um, went to other streaming services, but in some countries it went to Disney Plus. I mean, ABC is owned by Disney. I know it is. It's just still weird that like because you know at least in America Disney like all the more adult stuff and the stuff they don't want to put in Disney Plus is usually shoehorned into other streaming services. Yeah, it's usually on Hulu. Yeah. So yes, that was our review of the first ten episodes. Um, <laughs> We hope you enjoyed that uh, review more than we enjoyed the show so far. <laughs> I don't. Fuck you. <laughs> Stay tuned for Fringe Season 5. Well, no, we have Part 2 of Flash Forward. Oh, right, we do that first. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sadly. Stay tuned for that, everybody. And whatever movie episode's next. Yep. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to interact with the show more, you can follow us on Twitter, at Roulette Cinema. If you wish to follow our hosts, Justin is at JK Pancake on Twitter, and Cameron is at Cameron Picks Inc. on Twitter. If you wish to watch a video version of the podcast, it can be found on the YouTube channel, CamCam. Thanks again to Teller's Place for making the base art for all of our thumbnails. And if you enjoyed the show, Please remember to subscribe or rate on whatever podcast app you use.